Ready? Milk. Drink the milk. Glug, 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 glug. Eat the word. Nom, 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 nom. And grow stronger. Mr. Postman, bring to me. Shanana, copy of the B-I-B-L-E. Shanana, need the Bible to grow stronger. I don't want to wait any longer. Milk. Drink the milk. Glug, 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 glug. Eat the word. Nom, 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 nom. To grow stronger. Mr. Postman, bring to me. Shanana, copy of the B-I-B-L-E. Shanana, need the Bible to grow stronger. I don't want to wait any longer. We're going to do it fast now. Ready? Milk, drink the milk, look, 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 eat the word, nom, 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 to grow stronger. Mr. Postman, bring to me, shanana, copy of the B-I-B-L-E, shanana, need the Bible to grow stronger. I don't want to any longer. Joy, 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 oh, the joy, 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 oh, the joy, 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 oh, the joy, joy, oh, the joy. Right. Now for the message with less actions. <laughs> longing. That's the word we want to think about today, the word longing. It's used in 1 Peter chapter 2, long for the pure spiritual milk. And as we think of the word longing, I'd like you to think today, uh, what are we longing? The, the next word is important. What are the words we could use? And actually, we can think of numbers for what I want to think about. Longing to and longing for. Longing to and longing for. Some of you students might be longing actually to go back to class, to see your classmates. Sometimes students long for Christmas or for their birthday presents. Gabby might be interested in what she's getting for her birthday. For mothers, you might long to see your children walk with Jesus. You might long for your children to be healthy and successful in life. Also, longing to, we might long to return again to normal or the new sense of normal where we can be with people again. We might long to return again to groups without fear, to receive some hugs from our church members. Pat, I know, hopes to, she longs to go this summer to the John Muir Trail to hike those 200 and some miles in a couple weeks. Longing for, we might long for no more sheltering in place. We might long for Jesus to come again. In our text, what I'd like us to do is, again, we, we understand we want to long for the pure spiritual milk, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But we want to long to be those within whom God dwells. He speaks about Jesus Christ as that cornerstone. We sang that for our first song this morning. Christ is our cornerstone. And then we're like living stones that are built together. Even this morning... I had a chance to handle something in an encouraging way or a demanding way, and I handled it wrong. We all need encouragement. In my life, I've got a lot of areas in which to grow in that. 
One of them is my use of sarcasm. It's just much easier for me to tear other people down to be funny rather than to build them up. It says to be built up together, to be built up, to use our words to edify one another. Don't we all desperately long to be built up? And yet how oftentimes do our words towards others speak the exact opposite of what we desire? Happens in my life far too often, convicted when I think about this. Because we are to be built up in order to be, we want to long to live our lives that matter, that make a difference. All of us want that. We want to actually make a mark on the world. We want to impact people for good. And how we do that in our text for today is to long to be that spiritual priesthood. Think on it. God doesn't just say, oh, there's only one priest here at Redeeming Grace. Martin Luther talked about the priesthood of the baptized. All of us get that wonderful responsibility. All of us get that wonderful privilege to actually impact. And think on it just for a minute. If all of us are involved in that work, I am the pastor here. I am set apart for that purpose. You all join me in being set apart. But if the whole body, the whole people of God are set apart, who are they set apart from and for? When I was reading that this week, it just really struck me. You and I are set apart. We are unique. It just talks about in the scriptures. I'll, I'll get to it in just a minute. It's just so amazing. We are set apart as God's holy people for the sake of those outside the church of God. And you know, when we are set apart for them in order to do the work of priests, one thing priests do is they offer sacrifices. Romans 12 says, in view of God's mercy, why do we need to be longing for the pure milk of God's word, for the pure gospel, the good news, not mingling law and gospel together so somehow we think we have to be good enough for God to love us? But just to know that he chose you because he's a good God who loves his creation. And when we hear that good news, in view of God's mercy, we are to live our lives as living sacrifices. And then as we do so, they wonder why we live with hope, why we do what we do, and we share with them that God's delivered us from darkness into his kingdom of marvelous light. And you know, when we're about doing that kind of stuff, when we're doing that kind of stuff, those things, sorry, when we're doing that, you know what might happen? we might be suffering unjustly because they might not want to hear that. They might not want to be thought of as those who live in a kingdom of darkness. They may not want to turn from the desires and the passions that are mentioned before our reading for today and after our reading for today. And so when we tell people there's something more to live for than just for yourselves, they might not like it and they might push back or oppose us somewhat. The other thing that, and there's a wonderful article in one of the, the dictionaries I have just talking about the priesthood. And when it, it says, uh, it's reminded that when we're called a, a 
kingdom of priests, a holy nation. Listen to what it says way back in the book of Exodus, chapter 19. It says this, You shall be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. Do you know what that means? It's the same God with the same plan. We're to be set apart his people for the good of the nations. They were to be a light to the Gentiles. What's our job? Be a light to the Gentiles. They were to point them to the one in whom they trusted. We are to point people to the ones one we trust. Our God truly is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God, the New Testament God, still hates sin, just like the Old Testament God did. And he still is gracious to us, like the Old Testament God was. I was talking with a friend of mine. We were working through one of Timothy Keller's books on the Proverbs, and, and it was so interesting as we were sharing and talking about how we, we fall short of what God's intentions are for us. But thanks be to God for Jesus. I, have, I was just sharing something, and, and he, he said to me over the phone, you're just like a broken record. Everything just goes back to Jesus. And, you know, when he said that, I just smiled from ear to ear. I thought, hey, Out of all the crazy stuff I do wrong, I think I get that right. We need to be broken records so people are like, I get it already. Are you done telling me about Jesus? No, I'm not. There's even more than you can imagine that's good about Jesus for you. Let's talk about it. Now, the beautiful thing is we get to declare, we get to declare, we get to live those sacrificial lives that impact others for good. But the other one that I want you to catch I asked this person for permission. I'm not going to say names. They don't live within the state, so don't worry about trying to figure out who it is. You've never met them. But they have a situation where a family member died young. And they mourn and they really struggle with that. How would God allow that to happen? It's hard. When you've lost someone you love, you might go through those same questions. Well, they have a mother who's really struggling with it and is really struggling with God who allowed their mother and their daughter to die somewhat close together. And they're really struggling hearing about Jesus and they just don't have time for him. They're just kind of pushing him away. What would you do? What can you do? How can you act as a priest? Well, you know, not only do priests offer sacrifices. Not only do priests proclaim the message, but you know what else priests do? They pray. They intercede on behalf of others. And when someone says, I just don't have any time for Jesus, they might not be living on the foundation of trusting God. They might instead be living on the foundation of doubting God. And therefore, they're going to keep trying harder and they have Their theology probably isn't very, well, it's not probably, it's not accurate at this time. And so the one thing that this young person is doing is they are on a continual basis just sharing when they get opportunities, and then they're busy praying for their mother. Wouldn't it be cool if on this Mother's Day we thought not only of how great mothers are, and they are, But we're also thinking about how we might actually serve our moms. It's Mother's Day. And you know, 
Maybe one of the best things you can do because for many of you, you can't go and actually be with your mom. What if you spent your time praying for your mom and for other mothers out there who so desperately need some hope, some joy today? Longing to do that kind of work is just awesome. Now, the longing, we want to long for the Word of God because when I long for the Word of God, what happens is I'm built up. And I want to read something to you from our passage, actually just a little bit before it. From 1 Peter chapter 1, 13 and 14, it says, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. That's chapter 1, verse 13. Set your hope fully on the grace that's yet to be revealed. Set your hope fully on that. Do you know that when you get so involved with listening to the news that your hope seems like it goes down the drain? When you look at how things are and you figure out how long we've been doing this sheltering in place and and you start to look at things and it's so easy to become discouraged. Why do we need to long for this word? Because this word is hope-giving, life-giving, joy-giving for you, for you. How do we prepare our minds for action? Long for the word. Long for the word. Because the word is what does what verse 1 says. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. How many of us get our to-do list and we put all those things down? I'm going to get rid of those things today. And we just, my favorite words to, to put to death, and we try harder to do those things. And that's just working wonderfully, right? Because it keeps bringing us back to repentance because we can't try hard enough. But if I get into the Word and I'm reminded about what Jesus Christ has done and I look to Him and say, Save me, God, from my malice and my anger that I've already exhibited this morning. It's a problem. You see, Those are the things that I sometimes long for. I long to be able to exhibit my power. I long to be able to exhibit my way. Instead of exhibiting myself as one who's been shown mercy so I might show mercy to those around me and love them well. Right after our text, it says this. But you are, I'm sorry. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. How many times don't your sins and my sins just war against our soul and cause us to doubt that we truly are the people Pat described, those who are loved and precious to God? How many times doesn't your sin fight against that? How many times don't you and I struggle to actually live forgiven because we keep screwing up? We think we're somehow going to be transformed from sheep to non-sheep. Ain't going to happen. You will be a sheep until you go to be with Jesus. 
You will always stray. I'm not giving you permission to stray. I don't want you to stray. But to think that you're not going to stray would be silliness. And your straying just reminds you how desperately you need the Savior, the Good Shepherd we've been praying to every day this past week. So I want to long into that. I want to long for the word. And when I long for the word, you know what I discover? I discover these really cool things. Romans chapter 9, Paul says this. Listen to what Paul says. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, the people of Israel. What does Paul long for? That his own people would get it. That his own people would have the veil that's before their eyes removed so that they could see and be brought into a right relationship with Jesus. That was the longing of his heart. Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, speaks of Jesus. And he says, um, How long have I wanted to gather you together? Let me read it so I get it right. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hand gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Paul said, I long so much for my fellow people to know Jesus. I would die for them. Jesus says, how much I long for those who would reject me to get me. And not, I won't even say I'll die for you. I do die for you. Do you recognize with me that when we long for the word, we find someone who longs for us? He longs for you to be with him. He longs for you so much, it says in John chapter 3, verse 16. Would you say those words with me? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's our God. When it says God loved the world that he gave his son, that's saying God the Father, God Almighty, he loves you. And if you think on it just for a second, just to get a picture, when you long to know what that God is like, he so loves you that he didn't practice conflict resolution. When Adam and Eve sinned and they blew it in the garden, God didn't say, done with you, over and end. He said, I'm going to send a Savior. I'm going to send my son. For who? For you. When we long for that pure spiritual milk, we hear that awesome news of a God who longs to be with us. What does the word Emmanuel mean? God with us. He longs to be with us. He longed to be with Adam and Eve in the garden. He longed to be with his people to empower them. He longed to be with us in Jesus. And now he says when that final day comes, he longs to be with us forever where we will live and reign with him. And now... We don't reign with him yet, but we sure do live with him, right? And we get to long to be that priesthood. That when we blow it, we ask for forgiveness. When we 
offer those sacrifices, we do it so God's name is hallowed. We live out our purpose for Jesus. Amen.